I just oh, think... I know it is. I know it's fantastic story. I just not for me. Plus zombies. Uh, uh I don't, I don't, I don't do them. <laughs> don't, don't do touch them. the zombies. They're not zombies. Oh my fucking god! They're they kind of are, John. No, they're not. I know they're, they're technically not zombies, but come on, they're, they're zombies. Like, they're cordycep corpse. Uh huh. John, I will cordycep your asshole. Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh my god. <laughs> What does that mean? I will cordycept your asshole. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club. After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. John, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, John. <laughs> fuck our Zarm source material, John, who's with us. <laughs> Stop! I I I think I think you think it's funny. Wait wait till I'm not here. Oh wait, you know what that's like when I'm not here. (laughs) You just do it. Uh, We have our own ten percent hero, Chinoda. Hey yo. (laughs) And tonight, hero mean? uh, Huh? What is that supposed to mean? You said ten. Don't worry about it. I didn't want to say just ten percent. I just put ten percent hero because like he's a hero. I mean, he's not. He's more like a fucking villain on this podcast, but... <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what the beard Continually is for, so late. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's why he's got the beard. The beard means he's evil. <laughs> Wait a minute, Look, what does that mean John, for me? I, I already told you that uh, sleep mode didn't turn off. I overslept a actually, lot. John, John, he's got... Actually, he's got a lot of hallmarks of a Hollywood villain. Dark skin... Beard. Oh my god. Wow. Alex. Tall. Wow. I'm just saying, for years, this was the Hollywood archetype for a villain. <laughs> but speaking of heroes and villains, uh, we are going to be doing... We're doing something kind of special for this. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about Mob Psycho 100 Season 1. Uh, we're doing a spoiler cast for it. So, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it yet... Fair warning, we are going to get into spoilers tonight. Um, This is also going to be part of a three-part series where we talk about each of the three seasons of Mob Psycho 100. Now that the anime is over, we thought this would be a good time to delve into the entire series. Um, For me, it's my first journey through the series at all. I know both of you have been watching it for a couple years now. Watched Um, it as it was airing, yep. Yep. Um, But uh, for me, this is, is entirely new. Um, so I guess, uh, let's get into it. This is obviously the, all three seasons were produced by Studio Bones, um, based on a manga, unfortunately, by one who, I know this is going to be, unfortunately, this is going to be, this is going to be a hot take. This is going to be a hot take. It's going to be a hot take from me, but I I I feel like it needs to be said. You you might like his stories, but one can't draw for shit. Oh, (laughs) oh, 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 no. You got do art. I'll absolutely agree with that. If that's what your hot take, that's not even a hot take. That's that's commonly agreed upon. Also, also that maybe this is a hot take too. The manga behind Tokyo Revengers can't draw for shit either. Oh fuck! I actually don't know what that looks like, so I um, can't say anything. To see the the anime does it a great service. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> all right then. Um. So this the the entire series, uh, all three seasons, was directed by uh, Yuzu Takiwacha. Let me try that again. Yuzuru Takiwacha. Taki, ka, ta, Jesus Christ, Alex. Yuzuru Takiwacha. Tachikawa. 
Yuzuru Tachikawa. Yuzuru Tachikawa. Yuzuru Tachikawa. See, I can do it. I can do it. Um, this is the same guy who directed uh, both Death Billiards and Death Parade. Also, uh, more recently directed Decadence, um, which is... <laughs> Decadence, more like a double-decker piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. That was great. Decad- oh, it bro. looked good. No. It looked good. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll go into this in a whole nother podcast. Yeah, well, it's, okay. yeah. Um, the scripts, however, uh, were written by someone whose name should be very familiar to you, especially if you recently watched our Chainsaw Man spoiler cast. Um, the scripts for this uh, anime adaptation of the manga were written by Hiroshi Seko, who is also the screenwriter behind the adaptations of Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, Jujutsu Kaisen, Summertime Rendering, and yes, Chainsaw Man. So, holy Man shit. has a successful track record, and um, it shows. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and to just put the like i don't know the the cherry, cherry on, on top on top yeah. um bones just went out and hired i guess some top tier talent for this when they got uh, kinchi kawaii to come on and do the musical score that that name should be familiar to you if you've ever seen ghost in the shell eden of the east uh barakamon which i know you love a lot john um, i fucking love barakamon and something i love a lot machia when the promised flower blooms um no yeah, wonder so the music is so I, good i did not know anyone who I didn't look up anything for like directing or screenplay or music because I was just like, oh, I just like watching it. But hmm. that's crazy how much talent there is behind this show. And, and yeah. that, I guess that makes sense though because I I ended up loving Mob Psycho like quite a lot. But I I want to talk about all three seasons right now. But since we're doing it season by season, let me just get this out of the way and say season one is probably the weakest season I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, like, I mean, maybe not the weakest. Well, when I was talking weakest, about doing this, like, when I was talking about doing this, both Chinoda and Natai told me, "Listen, season one is a little weak, but trust me, there's there's kernels there that pay off later." Yeah, because like I, I think that the first eight episodes of season one of Mob Psycho 100 are weak as shit. Hmm. Like I, I, so I didn't know anything about Mob Psycho 100 percent until what episode five. Yeah, and even then, it was just, like, whatever. Like, it's just... Because... So, Mob Psycho comes out after One Punch Man. And prior yeah, to Mob this, Psycho I didn't 100, know anything. Or, yeah, Mob Psycho 100, the first season, at least, is in 2016. Uh, summer of 2016. And um, One Punch Man was fall of 2015. Yeah, so... I didn't know anything about One. All I knew fr- about One was One Punch Man. So, going into Mob Psycho 100, I was also one of the, like... Oh, is this just, like, One Punch Man, but psychic? So, I was extremely disappointed when you go to watch it and you're just like oh he doesn't just like one punch things with his <laughs> psychic mind it's like there's build up and i'm just like i don't care about any of this and when he finally goes 100 percent, right because so main character mob he um he he has to fill up his rage meter right his feelings meter when it goes up to 100 percent of like emotions he loses control of his emotions and he just like goes 100 percent ham. Someone, someone when I was watching, because I've been doing uh, watch parties for uh, Mob Psycho 100, and I'll probably continue to do them for both season two and three in our Discord server, which you should join down below. That's a good plug right there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone like just randomly said, "No, it's his incel meter." <laughs> Bruh, no. When it fills up, he has no. to slap somebody. No, my bro, boy Mob is no. not. Bro, but like, I. I will say I love the music in in Mob Psycho, mm. like in the first season, because it, it's just very fitting. Like I love the first, I think it's like the first five minutes of the first episode, mm. where like you, he's just 
and you just get thrown into this like the super powered like telekinesis motherfucker is just fighting these crazy ass looking monsters and making them explode and just like effects are happening you're just like what the fuck's happening and then those fucking kazoos are going off like you're like oh this is actually kind of cool so that's where i got suckered in i was like oh is it like one punch man like the first sequence where he saitama fights the dudes it's like nah then after that you're just like ha just boring regular slice of life stuff and i'm like what? Uh, yeah, that I is, that is debated, weird. Like the, the the intro, the intro bit to the series is very action. Like it, it makes you think like you're gonna watch action packed shonen, and then you watch five episodes in a row of someone doing slice of life shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it, it's really weird. I mean, it makes sense to me now after watching all of it, and I'm like, okay, you know what? That makes sense. But I gotta say, the first season is definitely the weakest, and the first eight episodes are boring as shit. <laughs> I I honestly, there is some like good stuff in. in there, and there's some really good jokes. I mean, it's funny. There's a lot of slapstick humor involved in, and in typical one fashion, there's always like funny. Like I loved Reagan's character. Yeah. Reagan was fucking hilarious. Man, can we talk about? <laughs> I, I want to talk about character. Reagan for just a second because this man is a con man who give Kaiki Deshu a run for his fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Every time he does a, it was one of his secret hidden special moves. The narrator <laughs> like a, does the, this is the, his secret move. Yeah, and it has like this splash card and it looks like a yeah. super skill effect. And it's just something mundane. like. And it's really well drawn secret, too. <laughs> massage technique. Fucking love it. But he's yeah. good at it too. And it pays off and it's like, what the fuck? That worked? I know. It, it, it's just... It's it's got little moments in it here and there where it makes you keep watching, but it definitely is a 180 because again coming into this you think it's gonna be like One Punch Man it's not, kind of it's got bits and pieces of One Punch Man here and there spread throughout because I some, guess some of the action one is a little One Punch Man esque. Oh yeah, I think the action sequence are fucking amazing, but I there's just few and far between them. Like in again, the first season at least, yeah. In the first season. Like, it takes five episodes for him to fill up his 100% meter, so that first five-minute sequence where you see him fighting, you don't get to see that again for, like, five episodes, which is a long time. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a shonen, so, you know, most of the time, shonen draw you in with, like, every two or three episodes, there's going to be a fight sequence. Yeah. At and least then usually at the end of the season, sequences. there's a big fight. Yeah, it's yep. like it's like the stereotypical storytelling or structure of a uh, shonen. Mm -hmm. And... That's one thing that Mob Psycho doesn't do. It's not a stereotypical shonen, but it's still really good because I just pro I, I promise you season two and three are way better. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, John. You say the first like six or seven episodes are boring. I'd argue and say they're actually very important. They might not be, you know, super action packed and all that, but they're no, it's incredibly very important, important for Mob's yeah. character. It's very important because Mob Psycho 100 is a shonen, but it's about the growth of the character, about the main character, and showing his mundane life and how he deals and like how he feels like he's he doesn't belong and stuff in this world. It's actually extremely important to his character growth, and it makes sense in the grand scheme of things. But With viewing it knowledge. as just a, I'm only gonna watch season one. Like it doesn't make me want to watch season two. Like after finishing season one, I was just kind of like, yeah, that was okay. Like. If I didn't continue watching it just because I had nothing to watch for season two and then season three, and I was already hooked at that point once I got to season two, I wouldn't care. And, and no. that's kind of the problem. If you're watching Mob Psycho and you just watched the first season and you don't know anything about it, you might probably, most people would probably just drop it after the first season without so, other people telling you to like, give it a shot. Make sure you watch season two and three. 
I told I told this to Chinoda a couple of days ago um, when I was talking to him in the tie after I had finished watching season one. Um, that, bear with me because this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense, but. I got the same feeling after watching the first season of Mob Psycho 100 that I did when I watched the first season of Snafu. I know those are two completely different kinds of anime, but I felt like this is okay. But I feel like if I keep going with this, there's going to be some really good stuff just around the corner. Yeah. Yep. Like, there's definitely a lot of breadcrumbing in Mob Psycho, uh, the first season of Mob Psycho. There's a lot and, of stuff that just happens, and they just they don't even bother to explain it. There's someone, two women that have a one of them has a pepper for a head, the other one has a broggin for a head, and they show up twice. And the, the anime just like we're not going to acknowledge this, we're not going to explain it. You're just gonna you're gonna you're gonna take those pepper that that pepper and that broccoli, and you're gonna like it. I mean, yeah. you gotta understand they go to. Um... Is it Salt Middle School? Is that their yeah, school? Salt Middle yeah. and the, it's Salt Seasoning Middle City, which I also yeah, they, they I laughed out loud the first time Salt. I heard that. By the way, it's, there's a running gag here. Come on, they they had to go and fight at um, Black Vinegar's Middle School. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like I love that it was curry curry powder middle and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked that the theming was like that because it's just funny to me. It's consistent um, too, which is even better. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, anime that do that. Like I, I think it was Demon Lord Retry or Demon Lord something. What the fuck was it? Oh my god! I don't know which there of the 50 million isekai that you watched. It's is an it, isekai John? about a demon lord guy, and their cities are named after like Amazon, Google, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name. I know what you're talking about though. Well, yeah. it's like when I'm, I'm, you know, watching Trigun Stampede, the the Trigun remake right now, and I forget oh, yeah, that July. All, all of the all of the cities have very Western names. Yeah, like July, July, July City, July's, yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of funny when I first realized because I. Th- you know, you hear the name Salt Middle School at first, and you think, well, maybe that's just like a, a English version or something. Maybe they're just trying to say something weird in Japanese. Like, maybe there's a word in, in Japanese, Saruto, or so, I don't know, whatever. And it just comes off as salt. No, uh, it's called Shio Middle School. <laughs> salt. Yeah. Or no, Shio? Yeah, that's that's salt, right? Yeah. yeah. But then, I, then you hear another one called Black Vinegar, and then they say Seasoning City. I'm like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. I I mean, like with the set dressing and the city and stuff, it doesn't really feel like a city that you live in because it's kind of you just fall around mob in his regular life. Yeah. And that's one of the like. There's a lot of weak points to Mob Cycle season one, and I think that there's not a lot of world building. Yeah. Involved in it, like we just know that. All right. Apparently, this is a a city that deals with ghosts, and apparently, ghosts are very common because everyone sees them and everyone talks about them. But then, like, it's not that big of a business because there's not like a ghostbusters thing other than reagan's company and apparently his is the cheapest around which is a con (laughs) yeah i love i love the part where um mob was like um reagan sensei i need to talk to you about something and then he's like oh no did he figure it out that i'm a con man that i don't actually have superpowers (laughs) all of season one he's just constantly like fuck did he find out 
it's yeah. hilarious. Like honestly, Reagan saves season one because like I love like when he has the he has the salt. He's like salt surprise punch. <laughs> and and then the ghost is the ghost is like this is just table salt. It's not sanctified. It's not even yeah. <laughs> it's not even purified. It's literally just like, table salt. I, I could have sworn salt is supposed to work. <laughs> like Reagan. <laughs> Even oh, I, Reagan. even I, as someone who doesn't believe in paranormal shit, knows that for ghosts, you're supposed to sanctify the salt. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, it makes sense. But, but yeah, Reagan, Reagan is great. Um, he's definitely my favorite character in season one, uh, followed very closely by Dimple. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I love Dimple. Echo is next fucking level uh, he's someone who he's the kind of antagonist who when you first meet him he's obviously revels in being completely evil like that old school like mustache twirling villain trope yep uh, yeah and then That's he gets about what he and then he gets and then he gets beaten beaten by mob um he and then he the snot beat out of him become yeah. becomes like a little tiny ghost whipped cream thing that follows dimple. him around yeah. um yeah, he's just like a little cute mascot character and god it was so funny like uh when when he beats um the smiling cold and uh dimple gets basically exercised when he reappears in front of um mobs what is his action name shigio shigio shigio, shigio. shigio. i keep calling him mob because that's what his nickname is but shigio, is it ever he explained appears... in season one at least how he got the nickname mob no, I don't think they do. Explain I don't it. They think just... they ever went into it. No, they didn't. No, and it's a, there's another thing. The, the, the anime, at least in the first season, just either hand waves a bunch of stuff or is like doesn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> I mean, it's they'll talk about it later. I, but... I I have a feeling they will. The funniest part was when uh, he beats Dimple and then <laughs> Dimple reappears at his bed. It's like. Yo, good morning, Shigeo. What are we doing today? And he, he's like, he grabs him and just starts beating him. <laughs> he's like, ah, stop, mom, stop, please, <laughs> please, Shigeo. I, I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just thought this might be a dream. He's like, wouldn't you normally pinch your own cheeks? He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is your first goddamn choice to beat the shit out of your dream? holy shit mom yeah like i love the comedy bits so much but it's so it's crazy because on top of the comedy bits like underlying there's a really good story here that wants to be told and i just wish i could see more of it in season one see, like that that was my biggest complaint because i like i love i think the comedy was great but i just there was so much more underlying story like when um like his his brother his younger brother ha has an interesting story about like I wish I could have superpowers and psychic powers, but I don't. And I live in constant fear that my brother's going to go berserk and fucking destroy everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a pretty cool story, B. Like, holy shit, that's a pretty great one. And, and when they follow him around. And it does come into fruition during the anime. He actually yeah, gets it, it's it good. I and that's why I like the last four episodes. Or I guess it's the last six episodes because it happens in episode six, right? Where um, his brother starts. Um, That's where they, like, mistake him for mob. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, he starts, and he gets to, kidnapped. Yeah. So that's like where it starts. So I like that fight where they they like corner him in the alleyway, and it's like all the different middle schoolers, <laughs> and oh, they're like, yeah. "Bitch, we know all about you." And he's like, "Huh, huh, me?" <laughs> um, no. Uh, so you say that about the comedy, and um, I I disagree. I think if this story took itself more seriously, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Um, no, I like I think the, I like the fact that it doesn't it take, itself take itself overly serious. 
Okay, I, I don't think it needs to take itself more seriously. I'm just saying I wish I saw more of the story. You wish you saw of, more of the like, character development. Well, there is a lot of character development for Mob. Okay, it's also a lot for his brother. Six that Ritsu uh, starts awakening his latent abilities. Yeah, so it was episode okay. six where it starts to actually get interesting. Um, I don't know. I just, like prior I, to I, that, I like... it's just like the um. Oh my god! I don't. I I, <laughs> I don't know the guy's name. I don't remember it. the blonde dude, the other psychic guy. Uh, oh, Teru. 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 Oh, wasn't it Teru? It's all I know is it's the guy who does yeah, Teru. T e r u. Yeah, Teru. Okay, yeah, so Teru. So the fight with Teru was fucking hilarious. I love that. I love and the fucking time... wig that he comes back with that's really tall. <laughs> the, the super long wig. Yeah. Because <laughs> he gets his He's head compensating. Off and, so then, hard. and then, no, he and Mob are going to fight again, and then a gust of wind comes by, and he grabs the wig, and he's like, we'll finish this later. <laughs> yeah. Now's not the time. I love that Teru. Every time I hear that guy, the, um, the voice actor for Teru, I'm just like, this is Kirito. Fucking Kirito. Yeah. He also does uh what's that guy from who who does he play in ReZero? Um Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice Romani Conti. Yes! <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so every time I, I this is what happens when you get typecast. He's, all, he's also like, Inusuke in um in uh Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but oh I completely skipped over the the OP and the E D. Yeah, I mean do, we, let's talk about it. Um the OP ninety nine by Mob Choir um is a bop. It's a great. fucking god tier bop, yo. The animation in the opening sequence is fucking amazing. I love yeah. it. You get to see so much. There's a lot that it tells you, but... Um, there is literally a whole story in there that you have to pay attention to. And, like, you gotta pause it frequently if you want to understand. Because you gotta, like, pause, think about what you just saw, and then go back to it. And there's a lot, like, the amount of foreshadowing in this that doesn't come into fruition until season two and three also like i just rewatched it right before we started recording and i was just like yo holy shit yeah the first like, time i the first time like i watched random. it it was like I'm, I'm like this is this is all right this is all right and then like three episodes in i'm just mm, 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 mm. yeah i think the song is really good just because i love the whole counting and then like counting japanese singing and then like the mob, mob, what mob, do you mob, want? Mob, mob. It's like, yeah, yeah. It builds the hype. It, it builds does. The hype it's a hype so song. It's, it's what it is. It's a hype song. It really is. And it works. Shit, these two just saw me get yeah. the fuck up. We were, we were oh, sitting God, here watching him, watching him rewatch the, the, the OP, and he's just sitting there just bobbing his head back and forth. Now, I personally like the ED more than I like the OP, though. Because It's a good ED. Yeah. It's a really good ED. Yeah, so uh, Refrain Boy by All Off. I, I really like it. Like, I, I think the graphics, obviously, in the ED are not that great because it's just like charcoal drawing. Yeah. And it's just like slightly animated frame by frame. But I just think the song is really good because it just makes me feel like I'm watching a shonen. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those, it's a shonen song. Like, I, if they swapped this to the OP instead of the ED, I would have been like, yeah, this, uh, this is 100% just a stereotypical shonen now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, it, it's good. It's just it doesn't get in my head bopping like ninety nine does though. Um, I don't oh, know. Ninety nine is very catchy. It is. It's it's kind of almost an earworm. Um, certainly not as much as an earworm as cheeky cheeky bomb bomb, but I will never it's forgive the time for getting close. that song stuck in my fucking head forever. <laughs> uh, I, once okay, so one thing I definitely want to talk about is the character designs. Um, obviously they're the 
in the anime, they're based on character designs originally created by one. And, and one does not have good art. No. He does not. I will Man say can. this man is obsessed with chin balls, though. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. There are, I, I counted, dur during our watch party, I counted seven characters that show up with chin balls. The fuck, it, I think it's in the very first episode, right? Where it's like, oh my god, did you see that ghost? And then they look at it, and it's just a dude with the ball chin. Yeah. And it's like, it's the ball chin goblin ghost. <laughs> and every time, every time I see that now, I, I there's only one thing I think about. It's the rent is too damn high guy. It's the only thing I think about. So one thing um, that you need to understand about one's humor is that a lot of it is kind of like kid humor. Pee pee poo poo humor? Yeah, it, Actually, it's, it's yeah. like elementary school kid humor. Like, uh, it's obviously it's different when you live in like uh, like in, in Asia. It has they have different type of humor and stuff compared to like here in the West. But it's akin to like doing that. Like, I don't know if you guys ever played um, <laughs> did, did you guys ever play corn dog? You know what that is? Nope. I've played cornhole. Okay, so corn dog is when you go up behind one of your friends, typically guys. And then you pretend that you have a boner and you put your hand in your pants, your fingers in your pants, and then you poke them in the butt. And you'd be like, corn dog. So is it like Thousand Years of Death? Yeah, kind of. So that's something that I remember. I don't, again, I, maybe I'm weird and it's just my middle school that did that, but we played corn dog with each other all the time. But it's like that type of humor, you know? Like it's just weird, just potty poo poo humor. And does, does, does your girlfriend know about this, John? <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> do you want to talk about your latent homosexuality right now john well listen that's a lot to get into right now Alex. <laughs> I, I, I know mean, like me never... you have seen markiplier's only fans oh i have seen <laughs> 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 uh yeah i mean the, the humor in that and there's definitely a lot of the humor that comes through with the character designs i get it it's just man some of them are a little difficult to take like in the in the later episodes when they're doing like the whole prison break thing there's a dude that comes to the cell and he's his head is shaped like a gourd like a fucking gourd <laughs> legit like a gourd yeah yeah there's I was like a, so what is this shit <laughs> like, and they got minecraft steve. steve minecraft steve oh, makes yeah, an my... appearance in this oh yeah <laughs> the freaking twins the psychic twins yeah that also so, bugged me. Like, there, so there's the there's the scene where one of Minecraft Steve gets taken off, and you think he got, gets fucking executed, right? Off screen, because they bring him back, and his body's all like mangled and bloody and shit. And then they just retcon. It's like, nah, it's just it was just like some psychic shit where he wanted you to see what you feared. Um, and the psychic guy's like, no, I've been in telepathic communication. That's why I'm not upset about this. I'm like, you missed a great opportunity to make this really dark. And I mean, showed that Claw was like a really disgusting organization. It makes sense though, like because so they Claw originally uh, they're a psychic organization that wants to take over the world and be like Espers are superior, right? I'll Except get you Claw gadgets. is made of. <laughs> I'll get you gadgets. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about uh, Inspector Dr. Gadget Claw? beforehand. Yeah, was his name Doctor Claw? Doctor Claw, the, yeah. And I think the organization was called guy. Claw too. <laughs> it was called Claw. We're old as fuck talking about Inspector Gadget. Da -da 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 -da. People even do the people Gadget. who listen to this even know who Inspector Gadget is. <laughs> I don't go know. go Gadget Finger. <laughs> go go but, Gadget Finger. <laughs> there you go. No, but so the character, um, 
obviously Claw didn't want to kill the kids because the they like they know that natural espers are stronger than man-made. So Claw is all man-made espers. Yeah. Like they go through some like brutal torture to like awaken esper powers. Tank and bread like, espers. What? Tank bread. Tank bread. <laughs> so it, it that makes sense that why they wouldn't want to kill any of the the natural born espers, even though the natural born espers were super weak compared to like the manufactured espers. Mm. It's a just well known fact that natural espers are just stronger. So if you took a natural esper and then you tried to like influence them to get stronger in esper powers, obviously they'd be tenfold stronger than man made ones. So obviously they wouldn't kill the kid. I I knew that from the get go because I was just like one. They took the kid that's psychic and can talk to each other telepathically. So they're going to know if it's fake. And two, why would they kill each other? Why would they kill the kids that they abducted that they want to use to, like, make more espers, make powerful espers to brainwash and work for the company? That It didn't make sense to kill them. No, I, I guess I guess yeah, you make you make a good point. I think if you were going to make – if they're going to use the kids to make more powerful, um, like, artificial espers, then I would have, like – I could have uh, like accepted them killing them to take their DNA or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It just no, it seemed they, like it was a good opportunity to, to make them like a really evil organization. I I mean, yeah, but I, I think all that Claw wanted to do was um, scare the kids and then brainwash them into working for Claw because since they are natural mm -hmm. espers, they can make them stronger. And obviously having natural espers is going to be the strongest versus man manufactured yeah. Not natural espers. Well, and they, they do mention that one of the Gord Face guy, uh, his like power is that he can show people what they fear. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. hallucination guy, the hypnosis yeah. guy. Yeah, he show he shows them like hallucinations or like hypnotic suggestions of things that they fear to like get them in line. Which I guess, yeah, in that context, I guess it makes sense. I just I I wish that they had kind of gone full send with the whole evil organization thing. I mean, I just. <laughs> One doesn't really do dark stuff like that. I mean, kind of. If you have you guys, do you guys read the One Punch manga? No, I read it. I'm like two or three chapters behind, but yeah, I read it. You know the part where Garo rips out uh, the heart and gives it to Saitama? Oh damn, bro, bro, that bro, was so dark. That was damn. That was crazy. Damn, they changed get that the story this? from. Um, so one has a uh, a web comic of his original One Punch Man. And then there's the remade one with like the beautiful art from um God bless Murata. Murata said yeah. yes. And so they've changed the story, and one was okay with changing the story with how like the uh, remake one with Murata is going for. But there is a super dark part of that. So I I feel like one could do it, but the thing is, even at that dark part in One Punch Man, he still retcons it, and everything goes back to normal. So I feel like, for one, his style of writing and, like, with the comedy and stuff, it just doesn't coincide very well if you wanted to make it super dark. Hmm. That's my thing. And I think that it makes sense because um, it, it's it's a shonen. It's not a senin. It's a shonen. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're watching Ava. <laughs> True. But at least, I mean, even in, in some shonen, they're not afraid to kill characters. Like Naruto, yeah, for like, example. Um, well, I mean, in Naruto and in One Piece, like, the deaths are very impactful which is why they take forever to happen they're very <laughs> everything in one piece takes forever to happen john <laughs> <laughs> look yes. we're not gonna get into this no but like and i've talked about this before like death should be used to to make a statement it shouldn't just be willy-nilly and i understand that there's shows like 
uh, a comic got killed, for example, where it's like there's literally death in every other episode. In every episode, yeah, death is like, part of the story. Yeah, and I'm just like that's just stupid. I hate it. Same thing for like Attack on Titan, like the constant deaths of like characters that we don't care about left and right. I'm like, who cares about that? No one cares about that. But when you start killing off main characters and stuff, it's a different. But you know, it's a it's it's definitely a story, a different style of storytelling. I just don't think uh, Mob Psycho 100 and one is the type of guy to do that. Yeah, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and like you say, it, it is more of a, at least stylistically, it's more like a stereotypical shonen than it is a uh, a sinon. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to think. So the fights. Let's talk about some of the fights because what some right. of the fights that we do see, uh, they are few and far between, especially in the first uh, six or seven episodes. Um, but one fight that I do really like is the one where we, we kind of talked about it before the first fight with Dimple when he's still like leading the cult because it's almost entirely fought with words, not fists. <laughs> I, I mean, it looks really cool. I think obviously the best fight was the last fight and it's one oh, where mob doesn't even yeah. fight. <laughs> Because yeah. he has Reagan fight, and it's so hilarious. The one where Reagan does the whole fucking uh, Thanos thing is like, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> oh man, I yeah, the the fights are very few and far between, but I do like the fight sequences because it's like, it's like watching the One Punch Man fights. It's flashy. There's a lot of effects, things being blown up and shit. The animation Nuzzle budget gets kicked up to eleven. Yeah. Oh my god, the animation budget goes nuts during the fights, which I love. Nope. I, you know. Not to mention, I think, like, with it being so far and in between is one of its strengths. Like, it doesn't happen often, but it, when it does happen, you set up. You pay attention, because holy shit. As you said, the animation budget is put to 11, and they they go crazy. And goddamn does it show. Yeah, yeah like, it's not just mindless freaking Dragon Ball Z-style fighting, where it's just, like, everything is a f tournament arc. Everything is about fighting. So it makes sense. It's stylistically they they've chosen to make it like that because it's a shonen about again it's about mob. It's about him growing as a person, about him finding his place in the world, which is a great overall story. I I really enjoy Mob Psycho. Yeah, it, it's, I just wish it's that a shame there was that, more that, that in the in first season, one. in the first season you get. Um, I feel like a lot of the other characters kind of outshine Mob a little bit. Um, like well, specifically yeah. Reagan and and I I think in the latter half of the um of this season dimple also kind of outshines him a little bit um just with how over the top he is about things um and, and the fact that it, and, and the fact that when he comes back after his exorcism he has this air of like you don't know if he's actually there to help mob or if he's just a villain cleverly using him like reagan is using him no, like, Dimple was 100% transparent with that because he's he like he says, "Oh, I'm just here to be friendly. I've I've seen the way of the light." And then he's like in inner thought mode, <laughs> "You fool. I'll regain my power and then I'll take over the world." Then he goes back, "Ah, oh, hey mob, what's up, man?" Yeah, you say that, but I, I get this feeling that as as the story goes on, assuming he does come back in, in other seasons, which I, I think he does. Um I feel like maybe he's just gonna just become a like a trickster kind of character where he's mostly good, but I don't know. I get that sense. I don't know, man. Everything that Dimple does in season one has never been good or of pure. Intention. It's been self-serving. It's always been something Extremely. that benefits him. Yeah. So and, I mean that tracks. That's how his character is. Like that's why he yeah. started the Smile Cult. He's trying to become more powerful. 
what's more surprising is like when he gets caught by the uh the esper and gets put into the poison jar yeah like obviously i knew i was like dimple's gonna eat all the monsters in there but it's like it didn't make sense because it's like well the monsters that he was fighting are one of the stronger ones and there's a bunch of them in the poison jar but he couldn't fight those monsters in his current form how did he eat them all Mm. so that that was like that was one of the things i was like that doesn't really track but i mean obviously he was gonna be the one who eats all the monsters and becomes the the strongest poison the shiro tea poison <laughs> shiro tea poison shiro tea poison uh, i already mentioned it the fight in the alleyway i also really like with mob's brother um when it's like his powers finally awaken i really like that but then the we, we kind of mentioned it before too the the final fight during the whole prison break i will say i think that prison break went on for like an episode too long you think so? really i think so yeah i think i think by the end of it i'm like okay this fight is really really cool but i feel like it could have been done in one less episode and i would have liked it a little better i have to disagree i think the pacing on that was just right oh my yeah, problem isn't the pacing my the problem pacing. is i just feel like we were there too long isn't that the pacing no, <laughs> I just feel like we were in the same setting for too long. Oh, the setting I mean, itself. Uh... No, yeah, I, I have to disagree, Alex. I, I I really have to disagree. I think that it had the pacing was fine, and I didn't mind it being in the setting. But I got to say, out of that whole prison break thing, my favorite part was the fact that Reagan shows up and then like he doesn't even try to bullshit his way into things people just for some reason misunderstand what yeah. he's saying and they think he he's like the, big the boss, boss. <laughs> he became the boss of claw i mean what is laughing. that what is that thing people say it's like all you really need is to be dressed nice and have a clipboard and you can get into most places you're not supposed to be wear a high vis uh rest um a high visibility sure. jacket yeah yeah uh, i jacket with a clipboard. clipboard and a ladder bro you can get anywhere literally anywhere yeah and he kind of does that he just he's not even he's not even bullshitting like you say he's just answering the questions honestly and the people are misinterpreting his answers <laughs> oh man but reagan I continues think... to be reagan and just bullshits his way to the top somehow i love it's it i love amazing. it so much and then at the very end like mob's like about to hit he hits 100 right but then reagan like hits him in the face like mob i told you it's okay to run away sometimes leave it to the adults so then, like, all that power that Mob has gets transferred into Reagan. So then Reagan fights the fucking Man, final psychic. bro, when that happened, I was, I was fucking crying. I was like, <laughs> yo, let's fucking go. Reagan and, like, might be a shitty scam artist, but he is a responsible adult when it comes yeah, to kids. Yeah, because he's like, like, Mob, I told you don't use your psychic powers to fight these people. And then when Reagan goes and fights the other psychics, it's not like he just, like, beats them up. He literally beats him with words. <laughs> he drags them back to reality. Like the guy, there's like curse the guy, uh, the Esper guy who puts curses on things and they become powerful weapons. Right? Yeah, he's got yeah. a plastic toy sword that becomes a real sword that can kill because he's cursed it so many times. And like Reagan grabs it and he's like, "Stop playing with toys. You need to face reality. Get a job. <laughs> Get a job, nerd." <laughs> oh god. And it's like that. Like no other. Like. If the, anyone else, any other psychic attack them with, like, you know, stereotypical whatever attack, like, they'll just fight back. But when Reagan just fights with his words, that's the real impact. Calling them out on their bullshit and just saying, yo, you need to get back to reality. 
stop bullshitting around as everyone's like oh fuck i like oh, the fuck. When, when they had the reveal of who's in like the black suit like the the oh, fucking yeah, radiation probably. suit and everyone's like yeah. i thought that was a girl yeah i know me too <laughs> everyone's like what that's what that person looks like i thought that was a girl oh <laughs> uh, that was and it's like but then how it ends though with like uh that kid who came from HQ and it's like it's the son of the uh the actual leader. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's no one in Division Seven that's worth grabbing. So there's I, like that little bit of like, oh, here's gonna be a part two if you're interested. I, I and, thought so when when that, that that reveal happens, I actually thought that character was gonna be revealed to be the actual leader. Um and like they were that, they were gonna yeah. be like a shapeshifter of some kind and they were gonna like shapeshift into some kind of adult or some monster or something. And that that was gonna be revealed to be the actual leader of Claw in disguise. Uh but I was actually pleasantly surprised by what we got. It's like, okay, so it's it's the guy's son who um he sends them there almost to infiltrate and do like reconnaissance within the own his own organization. So that's yeah, actually that's actually like, a nice little setup. Like a welfare check on his own company. Yeah. You're like, all right, so I've let this division run by themselves. Is there anyone worth like bringing to HQ? Are they worth any value? And it's Which just like it's something that I think actual organizations do. <laughs> yeah, it's like secret boss. Yeah, or it's like uh, what the secret shoppers they do at uh, retail stores. Yeah. So I I like that, but then it's just like, was that enough to make me want to watch season two? Not really. Mm, uh, for me that that specifically wasn't what was was seeing mob grow as a character and some of the people around him especially his brother i really like the story arc with his brother um, oh yeah i love that at towards the end it's like they go back to dinner and mob it's that callback to the first episode food. yeah but then this time his brother grabs the spoon instead and, of giving him and a new fixes one, it. bending it he fixes it with his own esper powers and it's like oh look at that like mob and reets are actually getting along like proper brothers now which is great i love that i love seeing like happy mob the fact that he actually can express himself the fact that his brother is no longer living in fear it feels like there's more of the story and i'm just like i, I care a lot more about this now i love I did the, at the beginning i love the look that his parents give him when that both of them when that happens like this is getting out of hand now there are two of them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, that's the reason that I, at the end of the the season, I was like, you know what, this was okay, but I feel like if I if I keep up, some of these characters are going to get developed and grow even more, and that might be really fun to watch. And now that Reagan actually has powers, what is he going to do with them? <laughs> well, he doesn't have powers. Like so, Dimple, uh, Mob passes out from running in the uh, fitness club, so then he sends Dimple to go talk to Reagan, and then. Reagan's just like normal day reading his newspaper. He's like, "So you're here to tell me that Mob's not going to show up for part time job?" And then Dimple's like, "Hey, so you can see me now? Does that mean you have powers?" And he's like, "No, absolutely not. I don't have any powers. I can just see you now for some reason." Then he just goes about his day <laughs> like nothing. Yeah, like, like everything is normal. Again, like, I, I said it before. Fuck, like, I said it before. It hand waves a lot. It does hand love... wave a lot. You have to pick up on a lot of it and like a little bit of it is left up to interpretation but like stuff like that before it, like Reagan had zero powers nothing but after that it's very obvious Reagan has at least awakened his uh mind's eye so to speak at the very least yeah but I just love how I love Reagan's like I don't care attitude like laissez-faire attitude because <laughs> it's so I... it's just like 
it's it's remnants of Saitama. That's why. I, that's yeah. why I like Reagan so much. Um, it's like, oh, I'm I'm doing this con. It didn't work out. Oh well. <laughs> On well, to the next see, con. The reason it should have worked because the the ghost that was on your shoulder it's gone now can i offer you in a two for one discount you know it, it, you know like his uh his excuses always reminded me of you ever heard of the guy called the amazing randy mm, he was I think so now he was a, i think he's dead now but he was a guy who um on like very publicly both on tv and when the internet came around like online um, would expose psychics and like um, espers, self-proclaimed. Is this the guy who like, I'll pay you a million dollars if you can prove to me that your psychic powers are real. Yes, Is that guy. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I do know about that. Yeah, and that's that's what he reminds me of, uh, Reagan. All the psychics who would like go up against the amazing Randy and like they come up with all these excuses as to why their psychic powers didn't work. Oh, you see. It's the, the, it's the Mercury, studio lighting. It's the studio lighting. Mercury's in retrograde. Venus is not aligned. Um, the clouds and interferons. Uh, yeah. That's what, that's what Reagan reminds me of. All the psychics that went on with the amazing Randy and couldn't do this shit. <laughs> um, also, I, I really liked... Uh, I, I mentioned I really loved uh, the uh mobs brothers story like like he starts out like the thing with the um student council right that was so fun to watch because he starts out as this unwilling like uh participant in this i guess sham to shame oni what is oni gawara the guy that looks like josuke from part four (laughs) of jojo yeah the delinquent oh yeah, yeah yeah um and he just becomes an absolute piece of shit like because of peer pressure and then he realizes, wait, this is fucking wrong, and he just like outs the guy who's making him do this. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, so I, I really like that storytelling about like, because Ritu is just like the vice president; he's under a lot of pressure mm. of like, this is who my older brother is. Uh, I'm scared of him because he's so like, he's so successful. He has things I don't have. Like, I'm doing the bare minimum, or the the mo- I'm doing the most that I can do to just survive, and like. It, it, it coincides with their story, right? The vice president with his brother and Ritsu and his brother. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, Ritsu goes along with the vice president in the beginning. It was like, he knows that what he's doing is wrong, but this is what they do to relieve stress, which is something that happens. You know, you, you take yeah. out your, you got to vent your anger somehow. You got to vent your frustration somehow. So it, it grow it shows a really good growth of Ritsu as a character because it's like, he's fed up with not having psychic powers. He's fed up with having to tiptoe on eggshells around his older brother because he doesn't he's so scared of his older brother of his psychic powers because he's like what if my older brother goes psycho again and like kills everyone yeah like you you don't know because mob can't control his feelings so it's really good i I like that story beat and that's why i'm like the latter half of the season is so good because it has these story beats that i actually do care about because you know you gotta the first six episodes it doesn't have anything story beat wise other than um Lots There's, of comedy and 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 it's, size it's of life just lots stuff. Lots of comedy, yeah, like size of life comedy. Like the fucking telepathy club, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So like you've got the the dimple fight, which is like, it's that's good. It, just the dimple fight, it's good. I like it. I like dimple as a character, but like that was kind of the highlight, and that's towards the the end of the first six episodes. But before that, it's like there's the the ghost that haunts the girls' school. Yeah, he's yep. like I wasn't a popular guy. I was a loser just like you. Fucking you moaning Myrtle. <laughs> yeah, moaning Myrtle. Um, which is actually 
that was actually a very good point about mob like there's a lot of character development in there for mob but you don't know it yet you don't know it yet that that ghost actually inspired mob to do something with his life so yeah. it's like it's small things you have to really pay attention and that's kind of the problem like when you go into the first half of it if you don't pay attention because i I'll be honest here when i watch stuff i don't really pay attention uh i'm usually doing something else like playing a game or editing a video <laughs> i know i don't i don't give my full attention to what i'm watching because if unless it's something like monogatari or something you have to pay attention or you're not going to understand anything yeah like i'm not going to give it my focus that's just how it is i put things on to watch and i i watch passively right and that's one of the bad things about mob cycle it's not a passive watch you got to kind of pay attention if you really care about it i would say that's one of the good things about it also you actually have to pay attention it rewards you for paying attention yeah it rewards yeah, I mean, because you. you're right. There is a story to be had here. There's a lot of development. It's actually a very good shonen, all things considered. It's not a stereotypical shonen, which is it's great. I don't, you know, as much as I love Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT and all works of Kira Toriyama, <laughs> I I can't Papa say bless. that. <laughs> Papa bless. <laughs> I can't say that I want to see more Dragon Ball type shows out there, like. <laughs> Shonen is a very enough. is a very saturated medium. Yeah, and or a genre rather. It is. Yep. Yeah, there are some that are just really excellent, you know. And I think Mob like is really excellent. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. So, obviously, I've only seen the first season so far, so I'm not sold on it being great. But I do think it is good. Um, at least the first season so far. I am hoping in both the second and the third season we get some more world building because the the world that has been built so far, like it's 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 there, but I don't feel like I feel like it's a very isolated feeling world. I don't feel like there's a larger world outside of like the actual setting. So I'd like to see more of that be developed. I hope it is, um, but um, I'm really I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing these characters further developed, as you guys have to- both told me that is definitely coming in season two, um, especially well, I think with the Mob. most interesting. The most interesting thing about the world right now is the fact that everyone Claw. knows that psychic powers exist, and everyone Claw. knows that Claw is interesting, real, right? Like Mob uses his powers to like float stuff, and they're like, "Wow, Mob, you're cool!" And then, <laughs> then uh, his crush is like, "Oh, you've I've already seen you do that trick like the tenth time, so I, I don't care anymore." It's like that meme with Sheen from um, Jimmy Neutron. Mm, Sheen, they... this is the seventh week you've brought oh, yeah, Ultra yeah. Lord. Ultra Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's funny because... So Mappa, really this is the knows... seventh season in a row. You've shown us the final season of Attack on Titan. Oh Alex, God, Alex. Shut, Alex. shut the fuck up. It's the same joke. Yep. God, get new material. Christ. Nope, I'm gonna it's a great joke. It's a great joke. Oh it's not. It's really not. Actually, the, the joke has just it. become Attack on Titan. <laughs> that's the whole I joke. I mean, that's now. true. But Jesus Christ, chill. But my point is, the world is interesting in the fact that they know that espers exist, but if for some reason, no one cares. They're like ghosts and espers. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> why? Why are they brushing it off like it's, it's nothing? Like it's, that, it's like the opposite. Crazy. It's the opposite of something like. MHA where um, like superpowers exist and they're everyone's first thought was how do we monetize this shit? Yeah. 
Like, that's, it's literally the exact opposite of how, like, superpowers or, like, shonen powers are uh, done in MHA. And I thought that I, that is one actually interesting aspect about it, where obviously everyone is very aware that this stuff exists, but so few people seem to give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Claw is also interesting. I hope they get developed a little more. It, I, I, oh, there is. With the, with the tease a... at the end of the season, I have to assume that's where it's going. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot more to it. That's all I can say. And I just want to watch Mob grow more. Um, I really liked watching him grow in this first season. Um, I hope we get to see more of the like the, the kinship between him and his brother, too. Because that's a really cool family dynamic that I like to see. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's honestly uh, sweet. Hmm? I just want to see um, Ritsu become as strong as Mob, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He already has a stronger haircut. <laughs> Mob, Mob it's, just, it's literally a bowl cut. It is a bowl cut. cut. I'll tell you what. It's it's such a simple haircut that when we were doing, when myself and Ida were working on the thumbnail for... Um, our award show we actually had a png of mob that had the top of his head cut off and Ida just put like a little circle over top and just colored it black and it looked perfect <laughs> it looked oh, yes. that perfect is, that is what you would call a, a bowl cut <laughs> uh yeah that's uh unless you guys have anything else that's mob cycle 100's first season i think no, we kind of covered everything um Pickle Overall, hair. <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, what the hell are you doing? Like, go watch it. It's yeah, amazing. Definitely worth watching. Not a long watch. Let me let me ask you this. Obviously, you guys have seen uh, the second and the third season, so you have more to compare it to than I do. But out of ten, what would you give this season by itself, like in a vacuum? By seven. itself. That's what I'd give it to a seven, maybe a six point five high high six. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, it's seven. it's not bad. No, it's not great, but it's not bad either. It, it's it's good. It's not average. It's just slightly above average. It's above average, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's got some things to offer, and I mean, but the thing is, standalone in a vacuum, yeah, like a seven overall. If I would combine all three of them, it'd probably be a higher score. Okay, well, we'll definitely get to that in the in the second and third season uh, spoiler cast that we will be doing. Um, other than that, uh, that's it. That's that's Mob Cycle 100 season one. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the second and third season uh, coming very very soon. So thank you everyone out there Hopefully. for dropping in to listen to us rant about uh, this. I hope you all enjoy this little spoiler cast series that we're going to be doing for Mob Cycle 100 now that the anime is over. Check the description below where you can find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Uh, check out our merch store. Any purchases you make there do really, really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you guys next time. Say goodnight, guys. Goodnight. Mob. 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 mob what do you mob, want? Mob. <laughs> John. What? John. What? Their heads were a pepper and oh a broccoli. God. Funniest <laughs> shit I've ever an... seen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cooth to make Rick and Morty jokes now? I don't know. No, oh, no, I no. It's, it's, it's still funny. Uh I just don't understand. Why is it a pepper and a no one says anything? Don't worry about it. Just keep watching. Hand wave.